And now, Ex Nihilo on Faith Fit Radio. Hello, folks. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to another weekly podcast of Ex Nihilo. This is my version of British accents. I might have just offended. You didn't offend anybody. Yeah, no. Welcome to Ex Nihilo. No one, no one could even tell that that was <laughs> <Yeah>. British. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. That wasn't anything. Hello. That was that was just Father Martin. <laughs> right. How about a Western accent? Can you do that? No. You say, howdy, cowboy. Howdy, I go. already have an accent. No, you don't. <laughs> do you Wait, really? are you saying we don't? I don't know. I can't tell the difference. All right, give well, it another shot of the British accent. Just, you know. Hello. That's about it. Can you say bangers and mash? Bang and mash. Oh, no, that's no. very good. You sounded right. Chinese. <laughs> that's a Chinese British accent. That's your Hong Kong well, accent. Well, folks, welcome to another weekly podcast. And uh, if you're totally confused by what we're trying to do, we have a we lovely topic. We do. Well, one of the things that happened uh, over the break uh, was uh, WeCat and myself and WeCat's sister and a friend of ours all trucked across the pond. Uh, for uh, five, what ter- was supposed to be a six-day turned out to be a five-day adventure in <laughs> while, London and Paris. While I just labor away in the vineyard of the Lord. Wait, last episode you just said you had a week-long break. So yeah, you, got, you took you a got week two off. Days you more got than more we days did. than we did. We were two nights on an airplane. I don't, I don't remember what I don't remember what I said. Well, it was a crazy trip. So, so uh, it began. Weekend's younger sister turned sixteen, and she was got a birthday trip. <laughs> So the the super short version of it is we took off to go to England. We got halfway across the Atlantic. Some lady at 37,000 feet in the middle of the night decided she wanted to go out the back door right then and there. Uh, so fortunately, there was two air marshals on the plane. They handcuffed her, foot cuffed her, held her down. They had to have two guys sit on her. She was so crazy. Uh, and uh, and we had to turn the plane around. So Was she on drug? Uh, no one really, well, no one's they, really sure. They gave her two doses so, of sedatives and it didn't work. It, yeah, they, so. two doses of sedatives, it didn't, didn't work. They turned the plane around, flew us back to Philadelphia. We spent another lovely day in Philadelphia. And then the next evening we got on a plane again and fortunately made it all the way across. It wouldn't have happened if you had me on a plane. I could have exercised the, the demon out Well, of you know, it's funny you should mention that. That might have helped. But it was too, once the pilot turned around, it was too late. But at any rate, so we finally arrived after, uh, uh, flying almost 9,000 miles and uh, 20 hours in an airplane, uh, we finally made it to England. And one of the things we went to go see was Westminster. We went to go see some minsters. All right. Then that's the topic minsters. that we're going to talk about, the minsters. Yeah, we'll save France for another day in the crown of thorns. So, sure. The crown of the actual crown of thorns so what but we went to london to go see the minster so after we landed after this exciting trip uh we got into an uber with a very eccentric uber driver (laughs) he ranted the whole drive he ranted 35 (laughs) minutes of him railing against the lord mayor of london (laughs) (laughs) talking to us about how he writes all these letters and he almost got thrown in jail for publishing letters and things he was very eccentric but he very nice car uh, so we get in, we check into our luggage, and the first thing we do is we race off, get a nice meal, bangers and mash. And what did you have? Uh, meat pies. Meat pies, beers all around, and then we headed to Westminster Abbey. Now, Westminster Abbey, very famous. It is the church that's just across the street from the Palace of Westminster, which is where the House of Lords and the House of Commons meets. Uh, the Palace of Westminster was popular also because 
of the uh, Norman kings were there for a while. And then Big was Ben that where, was also part of that. The big was that town. where William and Kate got married? It was where William yes. and Kate got married. Not the palace. Not the palace. The they got married in the abbey. In the abbey. The abbey. So, in order to help understand anything about Westminster, you first have to know what a minster is. I don't. Do you know where the word minster comes from? It's probably got something to do with mints. And no, it has nothing to do with mints. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's a great, it's an amazing guess, but no, it's Greek. It's from the Greek word monasterion. So a monastery. is a monastery. So that's basically, in Old English, it would have been minster with a Y, M-Y-N-S-T-E-R. Uh-huh. Uh, now in modern English, it's minster, M-I-N-S-T-E-R. But it basically means monastery. So uh, okay. Westminster Abbey is... The Abbey of... The monastery. Yeah, well, technically, it's actually called the Collegiate <laughs> Church of St. Peter at Westminster, which no, I didn't even know that. Nope. I've been there three times. I had no idea that, that it had this big, long, drawn-out name. But the, the rumor is, or the story behind the, the building is, uh, is that um, <laughs> there was a guy uh, standing on the bank of the Thames, a young man named Aldridge. And uh, he was, quote, he evidently had a vision of St. Peter on the site. Uh, right there, and then decided to build a monastery there uh, to honor the vision of St. Peter. And so every year, for many, many years, uh, the fishermen on the Thames would donate salmon to the abbey. And that tradition even continues today. Uh, You know, 1,300 years later, the Fishmongers Company actually every year makes a donation of salmon to the abbey. How nice. Isn't that interesting? Yes. But the building that's there now is not from that time. So... How, how old is that building? <laughs> the building itself, the building you go visit today was actually started in 1275 yeah. by Henry yeah. III. Um, before that, and there are elements of the older churches. There was uh, Originally, there was this, the Saxon Monastery, mm-hmm. which started around the 6700s. Benedictine monks jumped onto the site. You can actually go see the oldest door in England from 1050. Now, is that, is that the, uh, the monastery where St. Bede was? Be the, the venerable, venerable the venerable yeah. be that yep. be, yes yep oh yeah one of so so in the interesting part is is that this that all kind of went away so the abbey kind of dies out um and then what's going to happen is uh king um edward the confessor the last saxon king of england um is going to start renovating the old abbey right. and he starts doing that uh right about the 1060s and the building is consecrated fortunately for King Edward seven days before he dies. <laughs> so, so At least he got to see so the he building got to see completes it. it. He did. So in 10, January 1066, seven days before his death, King, uh, King Edward is there for the consecration of the building. He dies, and you can still see King Edward right behind the high altar uh, today. So the last Saxon king of England is there. Oh. Interesting, right? Very. And his successor, uh, Harold, was allegedly, but we have no actual record of him, uh, crowned in the in basically what would be the monastery at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So some things that are kind of interesting. So the building, as you might uh, have guessed, was a Catholic building. Started out as a Catholic, a Roman Catholic monastery. Uh, was then later a, a Roman lot of things. Catholic. A lot of things used to be Catholic then. <laughs> That's right. That is that is very true. Um, of course, Benedictine. Then after the, the church that Henry built, which is basically the one you see today, was a Benedictine mm-hmm. uh, monastery and a monastic church until 1539. So do you know what happened in 1539? Henry VIII broke yep. off. He dissolves all the monasteries. 
So all monasteries are hereby abolished by order of the king. Okay. Wow. Yep. And so from 1540 to 1556, the abbey had the status of a cathedral for the Church of England. But since 1560, uh, it's no longer an abbey or a cathedral. It's now uh, what's called in the Church of England a royal peculiar. A royal peculiar. It is a royal peculiar. So it is no longer a monastery. It's no longer a cathedral. It's a royal peculiar, a church responsible directly to the sovereign. And the sovereign of England is? The queen. Queen Elizabeth II. Right. Currently. Currently. So, yeah. So Westminster Abbey is neither an abbey nor a minster. It is a royal peculiar. And it isn't actually named that. It's the Church of St. Peter at Westminster, which is so weird. But, it, you know, kind of the colloquial term is Westminster Abbey. That's very I neat. Know. Some of the things that are – it's interesting because you walk in, and when you walk into the, to the abbey, um, it looks very Catholic, but it doesn't feel Catholic. So all of the things you would expect to find in an old Catholic-style church are there. The architecture, right, is And there. also the There's, way the, the pews were structured, that's the monastic well, there are no styles. Pews. The interesting thing is no? there are no pews. Yeah, there were no, so wow. Yeah, okay. so it's it's in the form of a cross, right? And you have the apse, and you have where the and the sanctuary, all right, kind of at the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have the transept with seating on both sides with no seats, so they can actually just chairs, put down chairs. Yeah. It's just floor. There are never pews installed. Then they have a thing called a choir, right? And then the nave. So if you're in the nave, which is where the the rough and tumble people are, me and me and Wee Cat would be there. You'd be up in the sanctuary with the important people. But there's like sections. So the sanctuary is where all the priests and deacons would be. The choirs were all the religious were. So the monks uh, would be there. Right. And then all the uh, the general, the GP, the general population is in the nave. And the interesting thing is, is if you're in the nave, there's nothing to see <laughs> because the choir's so big, you can't see past it. It's real yeah. practical. Real practical. <laughs> yeah, very practical. There's actually a gate to the choir. There's actually a gate. Yeah, so, so yeah. you can't even go through it. You're just like, you're in the name. You can hear it because the acoustics are very good, but you don't get to see anything. Fascinating. Yeah, and so, you know, so having been to many churches all over Europe and, and other parts of the world, it's always interesting because you walk into an Anglican church now, and so you see all of these very Catholic things. Um but you know as soon as you walk in the door that it's not a Catholic church because, one, it's very bright, <laughs> the light's everywhere, and two, you don't smell anything. There's, there's no, no incense. No incense. What? No incense. So but it's very the, bright and there's but no... But Anglican no, rites do incense, don't they? Yeah, they don't do it the way we do incense. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so okay. there's no boto fumera in any Anglican church. So, so those are kind of the things that you notice when you walk in the door. Um, and, and, but you see a lot of religious art. Um, there are a lot of famous people who are buried there, obviously. And then most particularly, every sovereign of England since William the Conqueror in 1066 has been crowned or, uh, had their coronation at Westminster Abbey. And the coronation chair that has existed since the time of William the Conqueror is right there in the nave. You can see it, or in the uh, vestibule. Just as you walk in the main doors, it's right on your right-hand side. Actually, it was wow. the last thing we saw. So the main yeah. doors were the exit. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it you end strange. up going in the side and you go out the main doors. But if you were yeah. to come in kind of the main doors, right, then you Did would you sit see, on it at week at? You can. Oh, it's behind it's, glass, yeah, it's unfortunately. Behind glass. Uh, the last person to sit in it was Queen Elizabeth when she was 
had her coronation in 1956 50, yeah, or something, like, something that. like that. Watchers of the Crown will be like, it was 55. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, that was the last person to sit in that uh, chair. So, wow. Over so, 60 years yeah. ago. So. You have to wait until Charles gets to sit on it? Or maybe it's going to be William. I don't know. But there was a very <laughs> nice uh, docent at the, at the door who was explaining us because uh, – uh, we were wondering, you know, for the wedding, like, could anybody see anything? Because they, they can't move the choir. The choir's been there for 800 years. So the answer is no. So if you, <laughs> all the all the people who would have been like ambassadors and stuff would have had to sit in the nave. And then the people who would have actually gotten to see the wedding a little bit would have been the people in the transept who would have been in the first couple rows. Mm-hmm. And then there were some seats that were between the choir and the uh, sanctuary. Those are like, you know, family members and stuff. But by and large, if you went to Will's and Kate's wedding, you didn't see anything. You might as well just sit You may as well watch it on TV. You'd have a better view. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is, which is kind of cool. But, the, very but the, good. it's very interesting and there's tons of stuff to see, but it's, it's really kind of, um, it's, uh, well, I guess kind of the most famous thing, right, about Westminster is the Poets' Corner. I guess yeah, is what most people would know it for. So, are you familiar with Poets' Corner? No. Ah, do you know who, what a poet is? No. Quick, quick. Can, you <laughs> name, can you name a poet? I don't do poetry. Can you name an author? Shakespeare? Okay, he's yeah! not there. He's he not is not there. there. He's not there. No? So, How about Yeats? No. I don't think he is. And no. No. So, probably the most famous, you've heard of the Canterbury Tales? Yes, right. Chaucer. Jeffrey yeah. Chaucer, right? So, uh-huh. right. See, I knew something. You do know. So, Jeffrey Chaucer <laughs> is actually buried in Westminster Abbey. Right oh, when it right. was obviously it was still a Catholic monastery at that point in time, but uh, but he's buried there. Um, other famous uh, authors would be like Charles Dickens, mm. uh, Alfred oh. Lord Tennyson, mm. Rudyard Kipling, uh, Robert Browning, husband of Elizabeth Barrett Browning, uh, and then yes. uh, strangely enough, who's a guy buried in Poets' Corner is not a poet would be George Friedrich Handel. Famous for the Messiah, Handel's Messiah. Wait, he was there. I didn't he see him there. there. You didn't see him. You didn't, you did him. you see C.S. Lewis? He, he is he, not. He that's, a, that's a marker. Oh, really? That, yeah. It's right next so there, to all the other. Ones. It is, and that's, that's the strange. funny thing about it. So you're in Poet's Corner, and there's there's the two Machasters in in the wall, uh-huh. and then there are all these plaques on the ground. Yeah, and all the plaques are actually memorial plaques. So there are a lot of memorial plaques. But the curious thing about hmm. one of the Sir Isaac Newton actually is buried. He has his tomb in Westminster Abbey. And he's in, they have kind of a little altar right by where his tomb is. And they do daily, their daily communion service in the Anglican, right? Yeah. Is done every day. The irony of all that is that Sir Isaac Newton denied the existence of the Trinity throughout his entire life, never converted, even on his deathbed, and yet was buried in the Abbey <laughs> and sits over. And, and his tomb is right next to an altar where, you know, the Anglican. Uh, Anglican That's their way of reminding him that the Trinity does exist. It does exist. <laughs> I guess so. But uh, so it, it's very interesting, and you, you do, again, see a lot of the elements of, of, of the Catholic origins um, mm-hmm. and many of the symbols that show you just how kind of close the Anglicans and Catholics uh, are, but it is not a Catholic church. So Then we move to the next minister. How can you find a Catholic church if you want to go to London? You wouldn't go to Westminster Abbey. You'd go, we can't. Where would Westminster you go? Cathedral. Westminster Cathedral. Well, there's a song about it in the That's 1960s. Like what, two blocks away? I think it was. They were long. Probably blocks. like yeah, they were long blocks. I would say it was probably closer to a four and a half block walk. Okay, be honest now. What it the, was, it was, the cathedral there? How is it comparing to ours? Um, it's, different. it's way bigger. It's, it's different. very different. It's a yeah. neo Byzantine style. Yes. So they have a lot of incense. 
It's very it's very dark. It's not a finished building. The interesting thing was so they, they, this building actually was, wasn't begun until the the late nineteenth century. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't completed. So it's only really decorated about up to the top of the pillars. The whole ceiling's black. So it's really kind of when you walk in. Well, first of all, it looks totally different than anything you've ever seen. The whole building is like white and red brick. Yeah, from the outside, it looks like a Russian church. Yeah, it looks like a Russian Orthodox church a little bit from the outside. But you walk in, and the ceiling is totally black. There's decorations on the sides. Um, I suppose there's a lot of uh, icons. And it's, there, are, there are quite a few icons, and it's very dark. What a shock. And it's, you smell the incense hits you like a ton of bricks when you walk <laughs> in the door. And so, uh, so when they do adoration, that's in Latin. Um, we did evening prayer there, uh-huh. also in Latin. And then we celebrated uh, the anticipatory mass for the second Sunday in ordinary time there, um, which was a little bit different. Um, they had a couple of things that were a little different from from a normal, you know, changes. So we talked about rites last time and, mm-hmm. and kind of different cultures. Um, so that was a little bit different. But but the interesting thing about the cathedral is is you you know why is there a Catholic cathedral there and why did it take so you know why is it so new right? And in order to understand kind of the existence or the relationship between Westminster Abbey and Westminster Cathedral, you have to flip back to that 1539 when all the monasteries were dissolved. Right. And so on the heels of that, um, you're going to find that uh, uh, being Catholic was very difficult in England. So there were laws that were passed that made it almost impossible to celebrate Mass. All the hierarchy, all the bishops that were Catholic and who remained with the Catholic Church and didn't decided not to go with Henry, they were all abolished. And so basically from the late mid to late 1500s up until the eight, late 1800s, there are no Catholic bishops in England. But no hierarchy. S- but still, though, dude, I'm, I'm just looking at the picture on, on Google right now, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It is. But it's Even a if it's not drastically finished. different experience. Right, right. Even if it's not finished, though, it's, it's still gorgeous. The... Uh, the the cross alone was massive. It's massive. Yeah, it's called the Great Rood, R O O D. Uh huh. Uh, custom made in Jerusalem. Uh, ten meters tall, two over two tons, all wood. I think. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was crazy to it, see. It's amazing. But to this experience. this is where I find fascinating because um, England would have been like far west, considering. So to have a cathedral, Catholic cathedral. That Roman Catholic, but uh, very heavily influenced by the Eastern tradition. That's that for me is curious. Any, it is <clears throat> any reason behind that? Um, you know, I the I if there is, I don't know exactly why they did that. Um, that's a question I don't have the answer to. You have to look that one up, folks. But what I can tell you um, is that it's 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 a very interesting kind of reli- uh, history of Catholicism in England. So you know, Catholic Rome when when England was under under Roman influence, it had become Christian. Right. Yeah. Then when the Romans retreat and the Saxons invade, Christianity basically is wiped out. And it doesn't come back again until you get uh, St. Augustine of Canterbury mm-hmm. is sent by the Pope uh, to basically re-Christianize um, England, which is happening in the late 500s. And, uh, but then... You know, Catholicism is safe for about a thousand years, and then it goes away, and it's very, very difficult, as I mentioned before, to celebrate um, your Catholic faith. So, uh, so there's, it's interesting. So, oh, look at this! I'm, you're I'm, gonna love this. I'm just looking at the baptismal font. It, it's a, it's a, 
um, eight corners baptismal font. Yep. Lovely. It's an octagonal, octagonal. Again, octagonal baptismal font. There is a list on the wall that has a list of all the English archbishops in communion with the Pope from the earliest days up to 1533 when Thomas Cranmer, who was the last archbishop uh, there, Archbishop of Westminster, uh, was the last uh, to be in communion with uh, the Pope before he was stripped of his office. And then there's a list of apostolic vicars until the 1850s. So the apostolic vic- vicars were basically like floating bishops. Right. Um, they, don't, they don't technically have a see. They don't have a see. Uh, and then eventually there was a Catholic archbishop again in England in the late 1850s. And there's, a, there's actually a, a martyr in glass. Uh, and a saint that you can saint see, Saint John Southworth. Southworth, Saint John Southworth, who was born in Lancashire, ordained a priest in France, 1618. Illegal to celebrate mass. He comes back during the plague and is ministering uh, in uh, in and around England uh, until he is arrested for celebrating mass, which is that's bad, bad news. Um, and he was condemned in 1654. And check this out: he was hung, drawn, and quartered. At the Tyburn Gallows. Now, do you know what drawing and quartering is? On you, like being pulled by four different horses? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. after they hung him, they tied his body up, leg, leg, arm, arm, and then sent horses off in four different four different directions. Uh, that's how you were quartered. Um, and his remains were taken to Douai, famous for the Douai Reims Bible, but in France. Um, and in 1930, he was returned to England. Um, there is his whole body is actually in a glass case. I see it. I'm looking yeah. at it right and now. It was sewn together and parboiled to preserve the body. This poor man. I mean, <laughs> goodness yep. gracious. Yep. Following the French Revolution, his body was buried in a marked grave, and it was discovered in 1927. He looked a little skinny. He looked small. There wasn't. He was. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to him. But um, yeah, it's it's an amazing story. Uh, that even in the face of everything else, you know, his faith persevered, and still he persisted. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I more than anything, I, uh, I would say this cathedral in particular is a great witness that, in yeah. spite of the uh, uh, the influence of the secular power, the church remains. It does. The church remains, and the church still <clears throat> is filled with um, many faithful. And courageous leaders, and even when there's no clerical leaders, uh, the the people of God step up. The yep. people of God. It happened in Korea. It happened in in Japan, and it happened in England as well. And this continues to happen in places like China, mm-hmm. um, and in the Middle East, where the Chaldean Catholics, that Chaldean, Chaldean right, Chaldean, Chaldean, or that right. Most of the Catholic, most of the Christians you hear about being persecuted are that right, right. Um, and the Coptics, obviously, too. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, but just beautiful. So if you get the chance to go to London, go to both Westminsters, but celebrate Mass at the Cathedral, not the Abbey. Maybe maybe in the future, <laughs> Steve and I will create a YouTube channel, you know, Catholic Sites with Steve and Martin. Yeah, I think we should Steve do that. Steve Martin. That would be great. Steve Martin. He's a funny Steve guy. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> no, but Rick Steves did the travel series. It'd be Martin Steve, right? We could do Martin Steve. Martin Steves. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of Martin Steves, what happened now? <laughs> uh oh, we're yeah. distracted. We're, we're getting we're, off we're course. totally off course. I'll, I'll have to show you later. I did have a Martin moment while I was on my uh, on my travels. See, it's always about me, folks. It is. Look, there you are, 
that's what we would look like if we did Martin Steve's <laughs> a face merge. Yeah, I did. A, I did a face merge just uh, just so you could see what it would be like. Le- well, it looks like Asian Han Solo. Yeah, basically. Yeah, imagine Han Solo if he was Asian and had glasses and had glasses. Don't don't imagine that. <laughs> just imagine all the holy sites that we have just described to you guys, and hopefully it's it's trigger a certain sense of curiosity to check them out. Yep. And um, remember, we, when you travel, just because you're on vacation doesn't mean Jesus is on vacation. Be sure you go to mass. He always watches. Even in even in England, you can still go to mass. Even in England, oh, that doesn't sound bad. But so, anyway, even the good news is there are a lot of pubs just outside. So you know, right after mass, you just you can fall down right into a nice pub. So, so that'll be fun when we do that trip. When I have to take you on the. The whirlwind tour of England to take it all That's the wonderful, and I can try my British accents on those folks. That'll be fabulous. <laughs> fit right in in Chinatown. <laughs> well, on that note, have a wonderful week to you all. God bless you. God bless. <laughs>